Need new glasses or want a fresh new style? Warby Parker has you covered. Glasses start at just 95 bucks, including anti-reflective, scratch-resistant prescription lenses that block 100% of UV rays. Every frame's designed in-house, with a huge selection of styles for every face shape. And with Warby Parker's free home try-on program, you can order five pairs to try at home for free. Shipping is free both ways, too. Go to warbyparker.com slash covered to try five pairs of frames at home for free. Warbyparker.com slash covered. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This is Sweet 16, the podcast series where musicians revisit that teenage year where everything changes. This episode was recorded in front of a live audience at the Arrays Tape Sound Gallery in London on Wednesday the 11th of April 2018. Our guest that night was Teresa Wayman from Warpaint. She joined host Stuart Stubbs from Loud and Quiet magazine to talk about that teenage year and play some of the music that reminds her of being 16. Hello. Thank you. Hey, Teresa, thank you Hi. for coming. Um, I suppose, firstly, I, I want to talk, are you a nostalgic person, generally speaking? Yeah, definitely. I'm, um, I think most like overly emotional, uh, sensitive people like n enjoy nostalgia because they can go back into all those old emotions as well. And then yeah. <laughs> keep tormenting keep, yourself yeah, exactly. over and over again. <laughs> Um, so this photo that you kindly supplied, which is just up there, mm -hmm. um, wh where was this taken? Um, it's you doing that some some maths homework by the look yeah. of it with a calculator. <laughs> Interesting choice. Uh, when, <laughs> where was that? That was um, South Eugene High School in uh, L.A. The best uh, L.A. Well, Eugene, Oregon, not L.A. Um, the best high school in Eugene, was by the way. <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah, we were the best. Um, no, yeah, in uh, South Eugene, very liberal and um, like uh, ex, well, not ex-hippie, but very liberal area with a lot of like um, uh, hippie roots, real like 60s hippie roots. So this One is of the first health food stores ever, I think, is, is up there. Really? Yeah, called Sundance Mercantile. It's, it's also where Nike was founded. Yep. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. And s at the university there. That okay. was, it was there and, po and Portland. But yeah, the first, that signature waffle sole that was actually made on waffle irons out of rubber in waffle irons, um, pressed in them, um, was made there in that area. Yeah, with Steve Prefontaine, that famous runner. Mm -hmm. So was was <laughs> did, did Nike have even though it was quite a hippie liberal town, mm -hmm. this kind of huge corporation that has kind of taken over the world? Nike it doesn't really get much bigger. Yeah. Did, was, does that did that have a big presence it in the town? Yeah, or, or not for so sure. Much? And it's it continues to. It's actually, I mean, it's when I was growing up, South Eugene was pretty uh, and mellow, but now it's very there's a lot of money there there's um it's pretty yuppie as well and then the university is there so you have um a lot of uh, on the campus at least it's pretty gotten pretty international and attracted a lot of attention because of the the football team and so yeah you have you have a lot of um that but then there's still the like real the, the real hippies and the like the just normal people yeah and and then uh, and Eugene's an interesting place because then you also have like this whole anarchist community that dumpster dives for their meals and like hates the system. And then you also have just complete like uh, Hicksville. It's all like very close. It's like just uh, anybody, who, any anyone you want to be, you can be. You can find your neighborhood there. And 
so when you were 16, it was n- 1996 was when you turned 16. That's right. Right. Had you, did you grow up in Eugene? Had you always been there at that point? I had been there since I was five. Okay. I grew up, or before that I was in Portland. Sure. And um, Arizona for a year. Because my, par- my parents were students, and so... They were going to uh, Lewis and Clark in Portland, and then they moved over to the university in Phoenix and then came back to Eugene, and they were in art school when I was growing up. And um, so we didn't have any money, but we lived in this really big house that was near the campus because they had this policy then where they did um, student housing that was er, cheap and inexpensive if, if there were students that had families. And back then, I'm sure it was like much better program than it is now. But we had this huge house, like two-story place with this huge backyard, big garage, big willow tree in the backyard, and then a big lot next to it. So we just got to, we had a lot of space to roam, and we just played and like, and weren't, I wasn't allowed to watch TV, so I just made <laughs> use of like the, the, uh, Oh, there was a tree fort in the willow tree. And just, like, got into, like, you know, playing pretend and doing all that stuff, which I, th- I don't know if kids do for very long nowadays. No, probably not so much. No. I don't know if there's many so many kids <coughs> who wouldn't watch TV now, I don't think. No, it's, like, unacceptable. There's no way that... Yeah. <laughs> was, that, was that tough? Not Did you... By the time you were 16, were you still on a no... Strictly no TV diet at that point? No, I mean... I was allowed to watch, well, let me think, 16, I was allowed to watch some at that point, but I didn't, you know, I I wasn't, like, really that into it. When I was younger, I was allowed to watch a couple things. One of them was Pee-wee's Playhouse, and and another was Sesame Street, and then there's Mr. Rogers. That was pretty much it. Okay. Um, Out of those, I literally only know what Sesame Street was. (laughs) But Pee-wee's Playhouse. Pee-wee's like Pee-wee Herman, right? Yeah. He didn't really happen over here. No, <laughs> I mean it's pretty weird. It's weird that it's weird that it didn't because it's quite British from what I've seen of it. It's like the yeah, it's the true, like really gaudy and like over the top. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, British. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, did you, so? Did you find like at school because kids kind of tend to bond mostly over like TV is such a big yeah. talking point on the playground at school. Is that hard when you? When they're talking about things and you're like, oh, I don't know what that is. You know, it wasn't, it, I didn't encounter that so much. That, and as far as I can remember, I just don't think it was as much of people's, it, it wasn't what people were focused on as much back then. It actually was a really different, different climate. Like, I'm, I don't feel old, but I feel like I should feel old right now because... <laughs> <laughs> It was extremely different. I remember there were certain like sitcoms, like Family Ties and things. I, I just never watched, and people would talk about them. But I didn't care at all. And um, and then it's just like, you know, nowadays it's, it's completely unavoidable. And I think I would be, you know, I, I would know that I'm missing something. Mm. But <coughs> I think about that being a mother, too, just about how I should probably force my child to spend even less time in front of a screen because the things you come up with in in order to pass the time are invaluable. Mm. You know, when you don't have that... I mean, what you're watching is someone else's creativity and the thing that they came up with while, you know, when they weren't watching, you know, when th- with their time. So yeah. why not be someone that's, you know, creating something as opposed to just watching what other people do? Sure. Because your son, you, you have a son who is he thirteen? He's twelve. He's twelve. Right. Yeah, um, does he like to? Has he got a phone? Does he like? Yeah, he has a things? phone. This year is his first first phone. I mean, that's pretty good. Twelve. Yes. Well, actually, we did. It's not like he was five. Yeah, and you know what? He's amazing, and he doesn't care to Instagram and be on social media. And I mean, I feel like I've really lucked out because I think that's that is most kids his age are pretty obsessed with it mm. so yeah. 
you know, he's just, he's a cool person. Sure. <laughs> so in your household growing up, it was, was it, um, did you have any brothers or sisters or was it? Yeah, I have a sister who's 14 months younger than I am. And so we were like, we grew up together. Sure. And then my brother is nine years younger and he got, you know, everything that I didn't have. Yeah. His upbringing was completely different. That's because he's he had the TV. Youngest. Yeah, <laughs> did he? <laughs> yeah, he had TV. Uh -huh. He had. He got a video game console. I mean, I wanted a Nintendo so badly when I was younger, but didn't did not happen. I had to go over to my friend's house, and like she had it, so she didn't care to play it. No. <laughs> I hate that because you yeah, go yeah. there and you're yeah. like, can we play on like, this? And yeah. they say, well, I'm She's bored of bored. that. And you're like, mm, that's kind of why we're friends, yeah, in my exactly. opinion. <laughs> I remember like waiting around and trying not to make it obvious that I really wanted yeah, to. Yeah, that you like, want to play on it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I've been there. I know how that feels. Yeah. Um, it was her brother. She wasn't really that into it. And I was like, maybe I'll just hang out with your brother. Yeah. <laughs> maybe I'm friends with the wrong one yeah. in this situation. So there was the five of you living in this big house, mm -hmm. um, and well, he when he came along, we actually moved, and we didn't have the big house anymore. We had this tiny little apartment for a little while, and then my parents bought a place that was like a manufactured home. Do you know what those are? Do you have them here? Is that like manufactured no? I, don't <laughs> think I, I was gonna I was gonna guess then, and uh, I probably shouldn't. What's that? What's a manufactured home? It's when they pre manufactured manufacture a, a, a home out of like pretty cheap supplies and they they do one half and then they do another half and you can like you can it's like you're order picking your home on a in a catalog and you can they're all about the same like square footage but you can decide if you want your kitchen to be smaller or bigger what, and your bedrooms and how many you want so then they, okay. they like make it and then it gets driven to your oh it's lot. on a truck so you buy a little piece of land and then you get a manufactured home and okay then, yeah so they drive it there and then they just like push the two sides together <laughs> and so there you go and it's not <laughs> yeah bye <laughs> it's like the cheapest mad. supplies ever like one time my sister and i got in a fight and like i don't know she some i somehow like kicked the door behind her instead of her because i was trying to kick my sister <laughs> and the house fell down <laughs> and then george like, was hollow and just like a hole just kicked a hole in the door so <laughs> easily <laughs> Um, and you were like, this wouldn't have happened in the old house yeah, before yeah. you came <laughs> along to your brother, <laughs> who's getting everything, and now he's made you move to a smaller house. Exactly. Are you friends with your brother? I, am I? Are you friends yeah, with him? Yeah, I am. You're Actually, we worked still. on this album together. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's a musician like me, and I remember actually always feeling like a kinship with him, like, I get you. We, we, we're on the same wavelength. And okay. then it turns out later he, he's you know into music, making music, and... So am I, and we we do we are very similar. Sure, it's funny knowing that about somebody though when they're a baby. When I saw him like just the very first time, I was just like, "Yeah, I get you." <laughs> <laughs> so at school, were you? Um, sorry, what was the name of the school? Eugene was it Eugene? South Eugene High, Eugene High South school. Eugene there's North school. Eugene. There's Thurston. There's. Um, Who were your big rivals? North. North is okay. big one. Thurston also. I, I played soccer, so I knew, you know, we had this, like, competition all the time. And and, and also, um, actually, I don't know why I'm thinking of this, but Thurston was, there was a school shooting, like, back in 1998, which was, like, one of the first ones. I'm sorry, I don't know why I decided to take it there. <laughs> well, we're, there we're there now. <laughs> okay. It was one of the oh. first times that that ever happened. But it's been happening since then, and it's, you know, like, we got to do something about this, basically, Let's in talk America. about your football. <laughs> <laughs> so you played soccer. Mm -hmm. What position did you play at soccer? I played uh, left wing, mostly. I used to play left wing. Are you left-footed? Really? No, I'm not, but I was good at um, using my left foot or just doing the pullback and then the right foot Giving it to cross. someone with a left foot. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. Um so were you were you a good student as well as the the yeah was sports your main thing? No, I mean no. I did. I played soccer since I was five. I started playing, and then I was doing like year round soccer and club soccer and stuff. So I was really into it, but um, it wasn't. It became less and less my main thing, especially when I was sixteen. I stopped playing when I was uh, my junior my, for my senior year. I didn't play. Right. I, I quit soccer and I, I did 
this is a classic story. Did drama and um, photography and like music, more music classes and stuff. But um, I was a really good student probably until I was 16. Okay. And then everything turned. It all went wrong. What happened? Um, I just rebelled in like in a very dramatic way. And I feel bad for my mom because she had to experience that. As a mother now, I can't, like my son and I are very close and I just, I'm just waiting for that day when he's just like, fuck you. Can I swear on this? You can swear, yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> we encourage it. Everything you taught me was wrong. I, why do I listen to you? Do you, you sense know? it's coming? Because you did I it when you were 16. I just think of it because I did it. and I, ima I, I imagine for your mom, when you're 16... She's thinking, I've got away with this because yeah, we're by the time you're the 16, you're kind of <laughs> almost done. And then you rebelled. It's funny you should say that because as you know, um, I interviewed Emily mm -hmm. for this column last year. And she spoke a lot about you in it. Mm. And she also said that she rebelled at the age we of 16. That's right. And she got into theatre at the age of 16. Were you doing these she things together? She was into theatre earlier. earlier okay. as well. Like a community theatre, she mentioned. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but she said at like around that time, she started smoking a bit of weed. Yeah. Gateway drug to nightmare time. Yeah. And then she started acting up. It was it was. We connected. Were you doing this hand? Were you doing yes, this ha side by we side? We had a crew of uh, rebel girls, and um, I met that those girls, and. We all like were on that same page, <coughs> which I don't re recommend for any young children that are listening. <laughs> but actually, what turned me was having an older boyfriend. Sadly, kind of sadly, I don't care actually. But yeah, the um, I I was a sophomore and I had a senior boyfriend, and he was really like uh, into. He listened to a lot of rap music and like probably was liked pretending that he was like really hard and you know just <laughs> we Let were into we got into like day drinking ah, skipping class the good times and it, yeah I mean it was really good times yeah and they were older so um, it just seemed like it was really fun and actually we were all really close and we were really good friends and when I think about it in terms of relationships maybe I was influence to do things that I would really not wish on any 16 year old like I think people should kind of s stay young and I don't know I think learning is very uh, like something I would do for the rest of my life I would actually like be in school forever I think there's so mm. much to learn I'm a very curious mind and like want to know everything so I I think that this stuff is kind of just like wasting time in a sense but it's also getting gaining experiences and then it's just what you do kind of you know yeah. you figure things out through trial and error but um i was really a good student and i was really pretty nerdy and i had i was like a computer lab assistant and this and these at this time there wasn't a lot of people that knew how to use computers and i knew how to like fix people's problems and was i had my math teacher was like one of my good friends and i babysat his daughter and like it, i was just and I was in that world and then I started like getting into guys and then and and then I realized like this whole nerd thing was not working for me <laughs> at all. <laughs> <So> <laughs> you just changed your priorities. <laughs> yeah. You're like I'm not into I'm into the guys and the guys aren't into the calculator photo. No, they're like <laughs> <laughs> You're like like this profile photo on my, my on my MySpace is n no. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair enough, but you, but it doesn't sound like you were when you say you were rebelling. You were day drinking and skipping cars, but you weren't like stealing cars and killing people. Or, well, or were you? Uh, <laughs> I you didn't kill anyone. <laughs> I I I definitely got into some trouble Is for sure. Okay. It was a little bit of a dark time. All right. It wasn't just like oh, I lightly rebelled. I actually did like pretty. Some, I d it got a little dark. I don't know if I really how much I of that I really want to share. Okay, let's. <laughs> but it did. Okay. And you know it was like, but that lasted for about like that that year being sixteen ish, and then I kind of was still hanging out with uh, Emily and the crew, and 
yeah, still like, still not really taking school that seriously. But it wasn't as bad as it was for that one year where it was really like. <coughs> Are you like still in touch shift. with the rest of the crew? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You're still a little team. Yep. Um, yeah, a couple. Or there's this one. There's actually two girls that have passed away, but there's not everybody ha was able to like gather themselves and not stay in that sort of debaucherous mode. Mm -hmm. <coughs> and but. We're, we are really good friends. One of my friends is in San Francisco and she has like this uh, incredible com company and she's a scientist and she's like trying to save the world with this um, additive for gasoline that actually like helps it burn cleaner and things like that. So yeah, we have <coughs> interesting people and good, good people in, in Eugene, Oregon. Cool. Well, we asked you to bring um, some songs Mm -hmm. with you that you were listening to back when you were 16. Mm -hmm. um, we're going to play a bit of the first selection now. We're all going to sit now and very awkwardly listen to a piece of music together, oh. which if you've ever done this before, is a bit weird. But we're still going to do it. It's going to be fun. We'll get through it. It's going to be about a minute or so. Your first selection is this is Al Green and Simply Beautiful. What about the way you love me? Uh, and the way you squeeze me. Yeah. Yeah, simply beautiful. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah. When you get right down to For me, that is a really mature thing to be listening to when you're 16. When I think about what I was listening to at 16, I don't think I'd want to play them to anyone. Um, but that's like a really cool mellow, mm -hmm. mature song. W were you quite a mature 16-year-old, do you think? Yeah, I probably probably was. I mean, I listened to that, and then I think, like, also sometimes listened to Dave Matthews Band and, like, Rusted Root and other maybe not-so-cool things. Okay. Not that Dave Matthews Band is not cool, but... <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's not as cool as Al Green. No, no. definitely not. Um, but that that actually, I w I was thinking about this today. Like, when was the first time I heard that song? And then I re remembered that that actually came from a mixtape that this guy made me when I was a freshman. This was pre sixteen, okay. so this was like this. He was on the varsity soccer team, and I knew him through like soccer and stuff. And but to he he was like the f first time I realized that I'm in high school and there's older guys and he, for some reason, even though he n knew like he would never really be into me, he would like give me the eye and like some like mess with me. Okay. <laughs> and um, Is he a jock guy? He was jock, okay. but he was kind of cool. He was like from Oakland and he had like, had, had grown up in California and he just wasn't just a Eugene guy. <clears throat> anyway, he made me a mixtape just to like string me along. And he and he put that song on it? Yeah. Oh, that signals though, isn't it? That's that's, that's what I thought. That's what that's I thought. Outrageous. But this was like <clears throat> pre me turning into the bad girl that totally would have got him if he hadn't gone to uh college. <laughs> <laughs> What, can you remember what else was on the tape? <laughs> no, I was trying to think about that, but actually, maybe, maybe Into the Mystic was on it too. Okay, which is which is going to be our next. It's one. possible that it was. I think I I can't remember, but I was just thinking about how I wish I would have saved that tape and how I can hopefully like how good it is. I'm a mom too now that I and now I can tell my son like. Save that. Do this. Do that. <laughs> like, you promise me. I, I promise you. I'll be. This. These are 
good ideas and you'll be happy later. Like I, t- I make sure he writes in a journal every day. It's part of his right. like, he hates it. And he, but I'm like, you will love this in one day. And he's starting to understand because he even likes reading about things like from a couple months ago. So he's getting it. But so what do kids do now? Do they make each other playlists? Yeah, I'm sure they do. I don't know. I'm not tapes. a kid. <laughs> but fair. I make I make playlists and you know I think people I'm sure they pass I mean everyone passing along Spotify playlists because Spotify rules the world right now it's kind of a shame to not <coughs> get a physical tape though being made a mixtape by someone was always quite it's a amazing. very romantic that thing. was it, I know and and like you said it was mixed Mixed signals for yeah, sure just a bit but you know what we're still friends actually okay and um that's nice because otherwise that song that you obviously love still yeah. love if if not he might have ruined that song for you you know sometimes when <laughs> you hear a song and you associate with someone who you fall out with you yeah you have to stop listening to the song no it's really interesting like we've stayed friends for a long time and like tried a romantic relationship later in life really weird but um didn't really work out but and we're friends and and I uh, really appreciate like the music he turned me on to because that's one of my still all-time favorite songs. Hmm. I think it's incredibly, it's just, it's perfect. And what I li- love about it is that it's so simple. His, it's simply beautiful, but <laughs> his, his, the lyrics are so simple. And actually, like there's no trickery going on there. And maybe in a different co- musical context, it wouldn't work, but it works so well because the music is so um, tasteful. So that's, it's just cool. It's just cool, man. And you think <laughs> that, so so your second choice, mm-hmm. which we're playing now, is um, Van Morrison, Instant Mystic. You think this might have been on the on the tape as well, I actually perhaps? do, yeah, we're, weirdly. But yeah, I think because it's kind of in the same feel realm. You know, I don't want to say vibe because I'm sick of that word. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's uh, play a bit of Van Morrison now. <laughs> Born before the wind, also younger than the sun. Yeah, the Bonnie boat was one as we sail into the mystic. Oh, I can now hear the sailors cry. Smell the sea and feel the sky Let your soul and spirit fly into the mystic And where that foghorn blows I will be coming home This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365 day returns. That song is also very mature, but it turns yeah. out that maybe we're talking about this guy's choice. No, it's true, it's, but it's not his choice because it is, even if it is, and I don't know if that one was on there. I, I was listening to other 
music that like this like I was listening to very mature music from a really mm. young age. I mean I was into Aretha Franklin when I was like and Tina Turner and the Pointer Sisters and Talking Heads from like 8 9 because this was my parent my dad's record collection and those were the things that I really loved. And then I also loved Cyndi Lauper and and Bo Boy George and like Cyndi Lauper to me is like more of a young kids choice, but these other things are like uh, more like Aretha Franklin, I mean, I was there f from mm. a really young age. So he, I felt like with the songs he gave me, he got me, you, you know. Just, yeah, that's and why I had he chose them. Yeah, and yeah. I had actually heard Al Green before. Yeah. It means my dad also had that al the the um, that album that Simply Beautiful is on. But I just didn't like he 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 really pointed out that song, and but then yeah, Into the Mystic was. Um, <laughs> so funny. So we're actually listening to that guy's musical taste. <laughs> <laughs> that guy. <laughs> but no, no. And I just remember also um, just, I don't know. These were just like dreaming days, you know, and just like being in my room. The thing the thing I loved the most about the manufactured home was, was my, my room. I got mm. the best room in the house. I had two windows and my parents did a great job like making the place really nice and the yard nice and like, Making it feel good, even though that it was like kind of cheap, you know. Mm. It also felt secure because it was like new, and I felt like we weren't so poor, you know. Yeah. But I just remember being laying in my bed and just dreaming about the possibilities of life. And I think I've always been a very serious person, so these this these selections yeah, kind of reflect that, you know. Mm. Also, Bob Dylan was a big. I listened to him a lot too, my dad's record collection, and found the things that really stuck out to me. Would there be times when you would choose, when would you listen to, say, Van Morrison over Al Green? Or would you, uh, are they both the c similar kind of, m I won't say vibe, <laughs> <laughs> mood mood for you? They Well, Into the Mystic is a very, like, uh, dreamy song. Like, I feel like, but it moves at the same time. So I feel like it's like, I don't know, like a cloud, but moving like a forward like a train, like so it's like a cloud on a train. If you can <laughs> <laughs> if you can visualize that. That sounds good. It's just like going somewhere, but it's really like light and dreamy. <laughs> yeah, like it's, like yeah, it <laughs> is. It is. I get you. I know I know what you mean. <laughs> so yeah, that suited my like I can't wait to be out of this high school thing. Yeah. Did I you really hated high school. Seeing as you do, you did kind of have these kind of uh, you were into older songs and and kind of more established artists and artists from, you know, before a generation before. Did you? What was your relationship with age generally like? As a sixteen-year-old, were you kind of worried about getting older, or were you? Have you always been okay mm. with with that? Um, Could you not wait to be an adult, or were you kind of clinging on to your childhood? Yeah, I think that I just. It's not that I couldn't wait to be an adult, except that I really, w I couldn't wait when I was younger. I really wanted to drive. That was one thing. I just like couldn't wait for that. That's like pretty much it. <laughs> um, I I think I just didn't want to be in high school because I didn't feel right there. I just didn't think I didn't fit into that structure. Um, but then I, I think that I didn't realize like I didn't. Realize the value of being of of being in my twenties. Really, I think until it was done, mm. and I was very I, d I didn't care about being younger. I didn't like going out for a long time. I didn't like until I was later twenties. I didn't really participate in the social life. And then when I when I started going on tour with Warpaint, it, that's when it really became like I had to almost. Yeah. And then I went entered a new phase, but I just didn't. You know, I wasn't the the twenty year old that really like cared about going out and and being a part of a scene and then all that stuff. Mm -hmm. So I I wasn't trying to be older, but I didn't care about being young. Younger. Yeah. Which, were you going to shows back then at, at sixteen? Um, not so a not a lot actually. No, we it's wouldn't. It's a lot harder in the states, isn't it? Because of the drinking at twenty one, yeah, it's harder sure. to get into gigs and shows and. For sure. And there wasn't as many like young, cool bands that I felt like I related to. I actually thought that 
new music was wasn't anything. I didn't, th and I think that, and I knew mu a couple musicians, a few musicians in the like Hollywood crowd that I knew, but they weren't making music that I thought was really incredible. Like uh, there, there's so much of that happening now. Yeah. But it wasn't, it didn't happen. So somewhere between like 2006 or 2005 and 2010, I think some things really switched around. Maybe a little early, starting a little earlier than that, because I don't know, I wasn't paying attention. But like, like, there's just so many young people doing great things now, and I feel like it's a lot easier to find a community of artists that you can really connect to. Like at Echo Park and Silver Lake, it was just the 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 musicians were. I mean, I don't really want to like point people out because I don't want you know to you know. But I didn't feel like there was a community there. Right. And there weren't a lot of shows, but either that I was able to really like tap into. There was like one kind of cool like Strokesy type band before the Strokes even came out that I thought was incredible, and what I saw them play like once. Um, what are they called? Yeah, what are they called? I'm totally blanking on their name right now. They were like, oh, so dumb. Um, <laughs> pressure. <laughs> <laughs> look away, everyone. Look away just for a minute. Stop looking. Go on. You, you can do this. Uh, I know. You, I'm going to have to like phone Teresa. a friend. Can I phone a friend? <laughs> <laughs> Call Emily. Text, a, text yeah, Emily Yeah, Emily, Emily will know. She was really good at like locking <laughs> away names. <laughs> so when did you start uh, at 16? Had you started making music or writing music or were you just listening to, to, to your mixtapes and mu the music you loved? Yeah, I was just listening to music. But I, that's when I started thinking about making music in a specific way, which is why I put the next song on there. Yes, exactly. <coughs> <laughs> the next song is Outcast, <laughs> Elevators, Me and You. Looked up at the ceiling, watching ceiling fans go round, trying to catch that feeling. I'm instrumental, had my pencil and plus my paper. We caught the 86 flat on your head at two decades, writing rhymes, trying to find our spot off in that light, light off in that spot, knowing that we can rock, doing the hole in the wall club. This shit here must stop, like freeze. We making the crowd move, but we not making no G's, and that's a no no. A one, two, dope niggas in the Cadillac, they call us. Went from Plagueis ball to ball, putting the up on the map. It's like Little Rock to banging, niggas say mother. Fuck that plaguing, they paying. We staying, laying vocals, locales done. Made it with them big boys up in this industry, outcast. Yeah, them niggas they making big noise over a million sold to this day. Niggas they take it like they '96 gonna be that year that out. Y'all plaguing haters can bite me around this bitch. Yo, mama and your cousin too. Rolling down the strip on the boat, coming up slamming can't let go. So when was the first time you heard... Because that track came out when you were 16, didn't it? That would have been released yeah, in 96, mm -hmm. I think. Um, was that the sound of your more your peers when you were out with friends? Is yeah, this what everyone was listening yeah, to? Yeah, definitely. And us just like just riding around in um, my friend's Toyota Camry and just hanging... And Emily might have spoken about this Toyota Camry. I'm not sure because we both shared many moments <laughs> <laughs> in the backseat and listening to Outkast and and just um, especially that song. I just remember feeling like it's this is the song that that you get to like when you park somewhere and you just like probably stoned and don't care that it's really long and just repeats that feeling over and over again for a really <laughs> yeah, long yeah, time. That, that is the whole song, isn't yeah. it? Like what we just heard then. Yeah. It's just that. Yeah, with a little, that chorus like, <laughs> me and you. And then you can sing along too so easily. And like, you're just like, yeah, I know this. I got this. And yeah, and just, but I also remember hearing it and just, I actually I listened to Outcast a lot in my room too in the daydreaming state and just and feeling like um because of that like you can hear in that song there's like a four bar loop and and it goes and everything in that four bars is very satisfying and it works and I was like I think I could do that 
You know, I think that like, I want to do that. I remember having that thought then and I didn't even know what, what was really, what you actually, what it, you did to make that. Yeah. Don't know what they, you didn't know what the equipment was or anything. It was just like kind of a, um, I was just feeling I had, and even I'm not calling <coughs> outcast, uh, simple or easy to, to outdo, <laughs> you know, but then also the fact that there, there's a feeling there again, I feel, I think that that fits into the other two songs. It's just like this chilled out feeling. That's just like, uh, something you just want to have on because it just makes a mood and you, f and you like feeling that mood. Yeah. It's the three very mellow choices. They are, they that, are. Which is great. It feels, it's, it, from, th from those tracks alone, it feels like you were quite a contented. Yeah, I wouldn't say contented, but I would say like pensive, mellow, dreamy. Dreamy, yeah. Yeah. Kind of good headphone music. Yeah. To walk around and feel like you're in a film too. Totally. Of. And I think that when I was 16 is like when I really started like being pensive and be being really into that kind of m more mellow thinky stuff thinking music they're all they're quite eclectic even though as we were saying they've the the, the first three especially have the same kind of mood to them and they're yeah. quite downbeat but that's they are very eclectic kind of choices mm. um at a time when being eclectic wasn't really something that 16 year olds did i think that's changed now with spotify mm -hmm. and playlists people can love hip-hop and shoegaze or whatever yeah. whereas back when we were 16 you kind of most people picked a lane but you right. kind of didn't really 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 do that you were a bit yeah. more kind of open to liking loads of different things yeah, I guess. yeah yeah were your friends like that as well and did you kind of did you take these songs when you heard, heard them and show them to your friends and vice versa you know i think that me and my friends what we listened to together was more the the party music right yeah i don't think I mean, yeah, we listened to Outkast and Wu-Tang and like E-40 and um, and a lot of the <laughs> boys to men and, or you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. It's like on the, the that might have been a little bit earlier. But um, um, like Puffy, sh whatever he was going by back then. Yeah, Sean, <laughs> Sean Puffy. Mr. Combs. Puff, <laughs> Puff Monster. Um, the, I actually looked up some of the, the big songs from 96. Because mm. um, your, your choices are really cool. Yeah, I'm too cool, man. You're too cool. <laughs> now, let's try some of these on for size and see if you were into any of them. Th some of these are a bit British, so they might not have made it to you. Yeah, you didn't specify the area. Did Eugene, Oregon, <laughs> favorite? <laughs> Did "Back for Good" by Take That make it to you? Don't know that song. Absolute classic. Do Kay. check it out. <laughs> I think you'd like it. I, I don't think I don't think you'd like that one. Um, <laughs> here's one that you would have heard. Breakfast at Tiffany's. Do you remember that song? I don't know the movie. No, the song. Does, does anyone else <laughs> remember the song Bre Breakfast at Tiffany's? Yes. Some people are nodding. Some people are looking quite <laughs> upset with me. Um, <laughs> who, who? Wait, is that? That's it, the song? That was the name of the song. It was like a one-hit wonder song by Kay a band no. called The Deep Blue Something. No. Okay, I'll send you a link. <laughs> Wanna, wannabe. Did Spice Girls... Oh yeah, Spice yeah, Girls yeah. Blew up in the we States, didn't definitely they? didn't listen to that when we were driving around in the Camry. No, <laughs> no. But it was probably played at the school dance. Yeah, and I probably danced like jokingly to it or something. And what about? I'm pretty sure this didn't make it to you. Mysterious Girl by Peter Andre. Nope. That is a really bad one. <laughs> That's a really appalling one. It's like a guy who's got a like a washboard abs. Oh, um, oh, really? Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah in interested <laughs> now. Yeah. <laughs> um, I bet he makes amazing mixtapes. <laughs> um, yeah, that one wouldn't have reached, reached you. On, I also looked at your, uh, I also wanted to ask you how accurate your Wikipedia page is, which I saw today. Hmm. This, th there's a list here of songs you were into okay. as a teenager. This is on your Wikipedia page. Um, some you've mentioned already, so I think they've done quite well. Yeah, and I actually feel bad because I know a couple people here have heard these answers before. <laughs> like, what did songs influence you the most? 
<laughs> simply beautiful, you know. But I was like, really, I, that's really what I'm not. What else am I yeah. gonna? You, you can't know? change. So yeah, you can't, can't change, change the, the past. Truth. Yeah. Uh, Talking Heads, you've mentioned Cindy Lauper, yeah. Tina mm-hmm. Turner, yep. Bjork. Yep, but that actually came af- po- after sixteen. Okay. That was I didn't discover her till I was about eighteen. Right. And I th- at that time, I think debut and post were out. And I remember when Homogenic came out. And then I listened to all three of those on repeat for only a couple of years. Sure. And Jimmy Page was the other one. Mm, that's not true. It's weird that it says Jimmy Page and not um, Led Zeppelin. Does Jimmy Page have his own songs on his own? Mm, no, but just I think the guitar thing. Just the guitar bits? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, so what kind of... Is there any advice that you would tell yourself now as a 16-year-old? With your, seeing as your son's going to be there in the not-too-distant future, mm-hmm. what, what would you, when you think back to what you were like as a 16-year-old and what you were worrying about or what your anxieties were, yeah. is there anything that you would reassure yourself now? Yeah. Hmm. How do I sum it up? Um... I guess I think it's interesting that I had the thought back then that I knew that I could make music in that that way that I think hip hop is made where it's like you create a beat and you build from that and you find like sounds that weave in and out of that beat and um add a, a, like make a, a scene that can then like go on forever because it's so satisfying like I knew that then and it took me quite some time to get to the point where I was actually doing that. Mm. And I guess I would just tell myself that those things that I like and that I know that I'm drawn to that suit that are for me, that have nothing to do with every, anyone else, those are the things that, that you really follow and, f- and, 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 Um, don't just follow them leisurely just like go into them as deep as you can because that is going to be where you find the most satisfaction and nothing else will give you that satisfaction I think a lot of times people and myself or whatever are looking for answers everywhere outside and that's the thing is is that it's the things that you love to do and following those and fulfilling that dream or idea in yourself that actually like just makes life worthwhile mm-hmm. so that's what i would say when i um when i spoke to emily for the column she said this is a direct quote from her which is about you and it says i think you'd just been to paris when i spoke to her and you'd had a day off oh, yeah. and she said the other day we spent a day off in paris together and we were walking around and it's so sweet sometimes to stop and appreciate that we have a day off together alone we designed it this way from that time in our lives. Talking about when you were 16. Mm-hmm. Even though you weren't making music together then, it, it is when, she, when she says that, is that in reference to just you doing something together? Well, we were playing songs. We were playing okay. covers and singing together. And we met in choir class. So we were al- already singing together a lot and like and doing that relatively regularly when we weren't sitting around stoned or whatever (laughs) (laughs) and just like contemplating our navels and being like do you feel this too (laughs) like you know just but which which brought us together like relating but yeah we were being creative together as well and so it, it did start back then for sure and then when we like the day both of us graduated we were like we're out of here and both moved to the east coast together and nannied and and then quickly realized that wasn't the move exactly it got us out but it also got us into something else that like felt just as bad as school right okay (laughs) you know you're like working all week and then you know so we would it wasn't quite the dream yet but it got it was like the first step and then we continued on from there and so yeah it has been since since then just figuring out how to get there together but um I think that if we had done uh, also done that together, I mean, we had a couple moments where w- we were recording 
we would have like a week where we would just her i think one of our friends lent us a a, um, a mini disc recorder mm-hmm. and we recorded a couple songs we actually have them still um and then we just didn't then we put it aside and like didn't do it for a little while and then eventually joined war paint but just going at this slow pace was like i wish i could go back and tell us to just focus on that because there's something there there's a gem there you know and i don't say that because i regret how or where we are now and like being but but also if if i were to be our parent i would have you know like stick with it been like this is amazing you guys are doing this thing together and it works like just dive into it who cares about all this other stuff like i think there were a lot of distractions and yeah you know but it was uh, again it was a different environment it was i remember in like 2003 or 2004 my uh boyfriend at the time was making music and i started learning music programs from him but at that time there wasn't really like wasn't so user friendly you really had to take time to 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 focus on it and make things happen and um if you know i just like i started making some things but um it took a little bit more effort at that time and that shouldn't be a deterrent or anything you know but um it just I don't know. Now now I mean I guess my point is is like nowadays it's very different but that that shouldn't it shouldn't ultimately really matter cuz people were making incredible music when it was even it was just tape machines and you had to know like how to cut tape and you know it's much it was a a craft you really had to be dedicated and really want it. So I guess, yeah, I'm just meandering at this point. <laughs> hey, it worked out very well. <laughs> it's all gone very well. Yeah, I'm, ha- I, I, I'm not, yeah, I'm not, I'm not regretting. Even if I can say, you know, I, I would do things differently, I don't, I don't regret. And I'm happy I feel that way. Yeah. So, Brilliant. Yeah. Well, thank you very much, Teresa. Mm-hmm. And please uh, show your appreciation for Teresa. Thank you very thank much. Thank you. <laughs> Sweet 16 is a podcast made by Loud and Quiet. You might also like Midnight Chats, the interview series that's featured guests like Johnny Marr, Laura Marlin, Mike Skinner, Charlotte Gainsbourg, Mac DeMarco and loads of others. Loud and Quiet also make a magazine. Visit loudandquiet.com for more information. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This Mother's Day, treat mom to healthy, glowing skin with Osea's limited-edition skincare sets. Osea has been making clean, seaweed-infused products for nearly 30 years. Their advanced eye care duo brightens and firms skin around your eyes, while the Golden Glow Body Trio nourishes and smooths skin all over. Go to oseamalibu.com and use code MOM for 10% off your first order site-wide.